0: Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries.
1: Hi, it's Miranda Coe here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kay, and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world.
0: Ray Morris is renowned as one of the most influential makeup artists in the world. She's a number one best-selling author of multiple globally acclaimed books, including her Makeup, The Ultimate Guide, which was an overwhelming worldwide success. Ray's instructional and informative books, including her most recent release, Ray Morris Makeup Masterclass, are being used as training manuals in some of the world's top makeup schools. She's made a significant name for herself in the beauty and makeup industry, having been named four times as the Australian Makeup Artist of the Year the longest serving makeup director of L'Oreal Paris and has been inducted into multiple halls of fame. Ray was also the designer of the Ray Morris Magnetic Brush Range, the first magnetic brush range in the world. Ray is a friend, a mentor and truly one of the most talented creatives in the world and I'm delighted to introduce you to Ray Morris for Ageless Podcast as she shares her tips and tricks for using makeup as a source for transforming the way you look. This is one of my happiest days. I have Ray Morris with me. Welcome to Ageless the Podcast my darling.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. I wish I could be there with you in person, but hey, what a better way to spend my morning. I'm so happy to be here with you.
0: You are a go-to expert for the experts. You're a makeup artist extraordinaire, but you work with a lot of cosmetic surgeons, cosmetic physicians. What do they come to learn from you about beauty and the face?
1: This is something that actually changed my life. It's actually, to be hand on heart, so honest with you, that it's my favorite job. And how it kind of started was I was I did a very famous cosmetic doctor, Dr. Van Park. I did her makeup for her wedding. And this is back in the early days when she was learning to be a cosmetic surgeon. And she said to me once, when I did her face, she said, like, well, you, you've done something to my face and I don't know what it is, but I really love it. And this is contouring. Yes, we had been doing contouring for 40 years before it became Instagram crazy. And she said, will you teach me how to do this so I can use it surgically? So then her and I would sit together and she taught me about the cosmetic world and I taught her about the makeup world. And she was the first cosmetic doctor that really embraced the tricks that we use as makeup artists. And this started a trend where what was happening is we found that most plastic surgeons, I think at the time, This may have changed, but um, not much. Um, Most 90% of plastic surgeons are male um, who've come from a, you know, working in emergency who want to now or now doing cosmetics. And so we were finding that a lot of plastic surgery um, procedures on women didn't always make women look. Younger, it made them look a little bit strange, or it wasn't age appropriate. Is probably the word I want to use. It was a little bit too severe. That was never subtle. And what they, what plastic surgeons were realizing is that remember those awful covers which magazines used to do with celebrities without makeup? I used to hate them. It was really degrading and really horrible, (laughs) really cruel. And but what the power was is with makeup. And surgeons started to realize, wow, you can make someone look so much more beautiful with makeup, but what we're doing facially is not working as well as we thought it would. So they started to see how makeup had sometimes more of an impact than surgery. So I came in to teach doctors that in-between world of subtlety Because what happened was a lot of women, men and female women, everyone humans, that um, unless they saw a massive change, they didn't think it was benefiting them. And when they would have a makeup done, they'd look 20 years younger, but it was so subtle, they couldn't quite work out what it was. So I'm teaching them the power of subtlety. It's all about me and my brand. It's those little tricks that you can do to make yourself look younger.
0: I think that... It's such an important word, the subtlety. I used to work with um, makeup artist, Bobby Brown. I was the brand GM in Australia and um, I brought Bobby to Australia and I worked with her. I had the pleasure of being trained by her, not as a makeup artist, but as a brand custodian. And... The thing that she always spoke about, which is very much in line with what you say, is that you should always look like yourself, only better. And whenever any of my friends went through a breakup or some big life change, they would come to me and say, what should I do? And I used to always say to them, honestly, the best advice I can give you is to go to a Bobby Brown makeup counter and get one of the girls who's been trained in that philosophy of makeup artistry to show you what is the best version of you. And I definitely drank the Kool-Aid from a long, long time ago, that actually your first port of call in an anti-aging, rejuvenation, transformation plan is your makeup routine. It's yeah. incredible what can be done at a low cost with yeah. absolutely no suffering, uh, appropriate for everyone. But the thing that has always attracted me to what you do, and I guess it's the reason that the biggest names uh, in Hollywood and modelling and uh, all all sorts of celebrities entrust themselves to you is that you understand the anatomy of a face, Mm. men or women, Um, Mm -hmm. and you you actually work on a principle, a ratio principle. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me more about that?
1: Yeah, so this is, again, that happened at the plastic surgery conferences. One of the world's best plastic surgeons got up And he was teaching doctors. I kept hearing this word five, Fibonacci sequence, golden ratio. And I never really understood what he was talking about. But one thing I found really interesting is that no matter what country I traveled with, these doctors or who their audience was, whether it was an Asian audience, an African audience, a Korean audience, this phi Fibonacci sequence was being taught. and It was a technique they were teaching plastic surgeons. And I kept hearing this statement. If you make the face as close to phi as possible, you will be the most beautiful version of yourself and you'll be the most attractive version of yourself, no matter who's looking at you, no matter your race, age or gender. And I thought, so there's a science to beauty. And then I went deeper into this whole topic and I have to thank Dr. Stephen Louie for this because he taught me, more about this it's actually a philosophy that he taught me and what it's about is that we've actually got this science is a beauty to science it's actually a mathematical equation it's not just about symmetry and what it is is that if your face is phi okay I'll go right back so babies that are born that measure phi survived in tribes we have it inbuilt in our brains that we find anything that measures phi more attractive again no matter your race age or gender so that's what I love So it occurs in nature. Um, Designers actually use this actual sequence for their products. So, for example, Apple Mac designed every product based on the ratio. Sydney Opera House was built on it. Aston Martin use it for all their cars. All their cars are are designed on the Fibonacci sequence. Um, so and we will get into this a little bit further. So it's actually what it looks like. It, so, okay, so where it kind of got discovered was in all the Leonardo da Vinci paintings, um, buildings like the pyramids. It's actually a mathematical equation that it, it's built in thirds. So what it looks like, one plus one is two, two plus, I'm going to go backwards, two plus one equals three, three plus two equals five. Five plus three equals eight. So in a human body, it occurs naturally. And I'll give you an example. So if we look at our finger, so one plus one, so our finger to our full finger equals that. That plus that equals our arm. Wow. Our arm. So it's this measurement. Yeah, it's actually incredible. And um, and so what, what was helping me with this? So the reason I was teaching this that if you go to a doctor or a surgeon and you want your lips done, there's this new way of training that if you just fix one area, it can make another area look imbalanced. So it was a really important technique that you teach doctors about sometimes, like, for example, for women, we suffer in this area quite a lot. We age heavier here. So, so this area, are just go- if
0: someone's listening, I'll just, yeah. I'm not watching us. I'll just say it's the
1: jawline. and The jawline. We lose that, that that beautiful definition. And a lot of women are going and getting fillers in this area, which is making this area look more defined, but bigger and more masculine. So it's talking about we have to work on the top area of our face to lift the bottom. So it's all about getting this five shape. So when I'm listening to these lectures, I'm like, well, I can't change structure to look five. I can help and I can enhance it. But I thought, I wonder if there's a thing called eye fi because there has to be something in this so what I did is I got in contact with my celebrity clients or even just clients I do their makeup for a lot I do their makeup I've done their makeup over the years and I asked them all to send me their favorite eye makeup I ever did of them and this is where I had that aha moment their makeup measured five to an absolute millimeter every time every single one of them and then I went okay let's go back and look at some of the most iconic makeups. Let's look at Audrey Hepburn, Cleopatra, Marilyn Monroe, Kim Kardashian, measured phi, absolutely. And then I thought, okay, there is something in this that you can go out and do the best smoky eye. You can do the most amazing eyeliner, but does it make your eyes look phi? So, in simple terms, what a phi eye looks like imagine an eye when you give yourself a subtle tight ponytail. It's that lift. It's that Egyptian for the younger crowd, Kim Kardashian shaped eye. It's basically, it's whenever you do your eye makeup, a simple rule is you extend your eye a third every single time. So you don't have to make your eyes spy, but if you want to do an eyeliner or a smokey eye, it's all about how you extend your eye. And if you look at Go back in history and look at all these iconic makeups. You'll never see an eye makeup where the makeup stops on the ends. It never does. It's always extended out. So what I'm doing is I'm teaching women to get their power back. To When you, can go, you want to do an eyeliner, you might have to do your eyeliner on the under eye, not the top eye. It's all about learning your shape and how to create a fire. Look, I have written a book on this. There's, it's quite an in-depth detail but today we'll do some great little tips and points to help explain this a little bit more.
0: When you talk about um, getting to this buy, um, and you know one of the tips one of the easiest tricks as you just said is extending your eyeliner by a third. Yes. Um, so the effect that this has is that it makes you look Younger, more beautiful.
1: More lifted. Well, not even that. Like you gotta this is the thing that I always say with fi. You don't ever have to change eyes. I mean, I look at your eyes right now and you've got the most I wouldn't you don't need to fi your eyes anymore because I look at these beautiful, big, youthful eyes to me they just I couldn't make your eyes look more beautiful honestly and I mean that hand on heart they're just beautiful but the eye fly techniques there for people who want more lift or want their eyes to look more useful so it's a technique you don't have to use all the time but it can be there as your little weapon to give yourself more of that lift. So I've definitely noticed as I've gotten older
0: that my eye shape has changed so i I am Middle East and I'm Iranian, so I've got the big eyes, I've got the yes. prominent brows. But definitely as I, have and we've talked about this before, you you notice yeah. that you know, you start to get yeah. that brow starting to droop. You start to notice yes. the hollowness under your yes. under your eyes. I never yeah. had dark circles growing up. I never yeah. had hollowness, but now I notice it. Yeah. So yeah. can this technique uh does it go hand in hand with concealing and other kind of tips that you do.
1: And they're a little bit separate. I is more about the shape you use to create eye makeup. Yeah. But what you're talking about is really what I call, I don't like the word anti-aging, um, but I like it, actually there's so many great techniques. So I'll give you an example. One thing that I didn't know, but when women age, our forehead is more rounded when we're youthful, but it flattens and it actually can go back to like a seven degree more, goes seven degree angle back, which gives you these very strong brow bones. So there's things that we did, when we were younger that can actually really age us as we get older. For example, shimmering that brow bone area. So it's something you see a lot on Instagram. You see all this beautiful highlight, but what it can do with a strong brow bone like you and me who's a little bit heavy, it actually makes that area look puffier. So shimmer can be the most aging thing you can do. Shimmer makes things look bigger, puffier, and can also make the skin look more scalier. So shimmer on eyes like yours or any deeper set eyes is just in those little inner corners. It gives you that light, it gives you that sparkle, but you're also keeping shimmer away from any part on the eye that has lines because shimmer enhances lines. It's really important to remember that.
0: And in terms of concealing and, you know, that under eye area, and as you know, you work with surgeons and cosmetic physicians, I certainly know that under eye concealment and um and treatment is such a highly searched concern yeah what can we do from a makeup perspective uh, to really um you know address that
1: in a quick and everyday way okay great one thing that's really important when you conceal the eye area that skin has to be really hydrated Because the stronger you go with concealers, people talk about it gets flaky, it gets cakey. It's very rarely the product that's doing that. It's the fact that the skin underneath isn't hydrated enough. So number one, make sure that skin's hydrated. When it comes to under eye concealing, you normally have two problem areas. You can have have both, but you can normally have one or the other. One, you can have a darkness, which is a blue undertone because our skin gets thinner in those areas. If you have a blue undertone, you've got to go and get a peachy colored corrective concealer. There's a couple of brands that do it really well. One of the best is Cryolin because they specialize in burns or concealing heavy birthmarks. They have amazing concealing products, Crayolan. Bobbi Brown, as you mentioned, Laura Mercier, MAC, anything that IT, cosmetics, all have that because that peachiness blocks the blue. So that one is going to help you. Also, don't go for those pretty light illuminating concealers. What you want to go for is very covering concealers, but use less product. So for me, it's all about getting the strongest cover you can buy, but use less of it. That gives that skin more of that translucent. Another thing, don't always remove complete blueness from your eye because look at children. They all have it. When you remove it completely, you can actually block out your eye. So remember having a little bit of discoloration is healthy and it's normal. So don't think that you have to remove it completely. But then when it comes to concealers, here's the trick. Buy a color that is no more than one, one and a half shades lighter than your skin tone. The minute you go too light, you get grayness. Two, get a concealer that is cream-based. Some really good, like the, what I was saying before to block the blueness are those peachiness. Normally, that with foundation on top is all you're going to need. If blueness isn't your problem, but you're just a bit dark and deep, you just want to lighten that area to lift it forward. Some great blocking concealers are um, high end. You've got Claire de one of the most beautiful concealers I've ever used. You've got Make um, Bye Bye Under Eye by It is incredible, and also Nars have great concealers. And here's the trick: what you want to do is you've got to really, when you look in front of the mirror, know where those deep areas are. So when you come in and lighten that area, here's the trick. Just make sure you never put that light concealer on the part of the skin that doesn't need it. Because when you're lightening an area that's sunken and you lighten it, what it automatically does, it lifts it forward. But if you then put that light concealer onto the part of the skin that doesn't need it, you then lift that forward. So you end up having a similar problem. So it's making sure you get that concealer right into that area.
0: And what about, um, you know, when you see in celebrity photos, you, you see the panda eye effect. Is yeah, that because okay. they're using too lighter product? or Too, too lighter, lighter product?
1: product? So what, and this is another really good trick to stop that, is a lot of times we do foundation and we just keep that whole eye area as a separate concealing area, which I would never do because you're using two different products, two different um, uh, surfaces that can photograph really different, which is another great tip. Always photograph your makeup with and without flash before you leave the house to selfie proof and check your face always. But I think the best trick is make sure when you're applying your foundation, you always take your foundation up right under the eye and on top of the lid because that's gonna knock out 20 to 30% of the problem anyway. So then when you conceal that area, use less product. And remember, you can only conceal color, not lines. So concealing works best only in these inner corners. The minute you put it on skin that moves and has a lot of movement, that's when creasing happens. So I never use concealer in that part of the eye area. I only use it in the inner corners and then these little tiny, this is a really great anti-aging trick, is put concealer that you'll always notice you've got this little gap that sinks in as we get old. It gets really deep in here, like in our nasal cavity. So again, for There's, anyone who's listening, we're talking oh, yes. about the corner of the eye. Outer corner, I think where you flick your eyeliner, if you're doing an eyeliner out, that little crease in the top and bottom, that gets really deep. So I like to lighten that slightly with concealer the inner part of the eye where that real blueness happens near the nose. And while you've got some on your brush, put a little bit in your little nose corners because your nose actually also sinks in quite deep as well. And one more tip is even a little bit in the centre in between your eyebrows, that little part of the forehead, just to help bring that roundness back because that definitely flattens as you get older.
0: I know that you do a lot of work with Jessica Malboy and you've done work with... uh, so many international celebrities um one of the biggest questions that we get is if you have darker complexions mm-hmm. uh, the under eye circles and darkness can look yeah. gray and it yes it's really yeah. hard to conceal okay. to, what do you do then
1: Okay, this is really such a great question. It's because okay, so I work a lot with Kelly Rowland. I'm her makeup artist when she's here in Australia. Um, I do a lot of the Sudanese girls. The problem is, it's they they're using concealers that aren't designed for their skin tone. The, again, where the second you go slightly one shade too pale on a dark skin, they go ash. It's a a problem that you absolutely... So you I have a lot of Indian use. friends. I have a lot yeah. of oh, Indian friends, the, Malaysian yeah.
0: friends. And, you know, I'm always kind of like step away from the grey concealer, step away from the grey yes. concealer. Yes. But
1: it, yeah. But, yeah, it's look, they're hard. They're probably not realising it's grey because what they're doing is they're buying a concealer for that skin tone, but because you've got blue underneath there as well, and a lot of when the dark, what happens is, and where it gets confusing especially a lot of my Indian friends, they get quite blue under that eye. And what I know, I look at their makeup bags and what they've been doing is because they're really dark, they think a lighter concealer helps, but a lighter, a concealer that's too light makes it worse. It makes it more ash. It's like mixing blue, blue with a white paint. You just get gray. So what you need to do, like I'll give you some great colors. So on um, both Kelly Roland and... Um, Jessica Malvoy, I use there's a it under eye concealer, but on this I use the Laura Mercier SC four, the exact product, on the um, Jessica Malvoy and SC five on Kelly, and it's again that apricot color for those Indian girls, anyone with those darker skin. I tell you who's amazing at those concealers is Kryolan, and I know that Kryolan. I would even go into a store; they're globally say ray morris sent me help me conceal under that eye area and you've got to get the correct level of apricot for the (laughs) blueness and trust me trust me it will definitely save your life yeah and if you go into store to find someone who's got your skin tone and ask them what they use it's a really great trick That, that that's such
0: good tips so we've talked about the darkness we've talked about the depth so the the sunkenness. Some tricks you can do there. Yeah. Can I ask you? I mean, when I was growing up and like discovering makeup, it was the same time that Touche clar and highlighter pens were yes. launched, and yeah. it's still one of yeah. my favorite products. But it took me years to learn that it actually isn't a concealer. So no, what it's more the role reflective. of reflective. yes yeah, So what is the role of those yeah. types of products in Not- bringing rejuvenation light? and youth to the eye or the face area
1: the way I look at those they're like putting concealer but a more stocking version of that under the eye so they're for people that you know they want to conceal they, they've made those products really subtle they're a little they're quite reflective which can work for you can work against you again the problem with these light-reflecting things around the eye. If you're not using light-reflecting products all over your face, with new 4K cameras now on our iPhones, what you end up with is mm-hmm. shiny eye areas, but you can have a matte skin. So you're playing with two different, too many different textures. Where they come in handy is if you just want to do a light concealing. I still don't think they're strong enough. Where I find they do work well, if you are doing quite a luminous foundation and you are using a bit of that apricot underneath to block the blueness that will sort of get you 80% there they're good I just feel look, they're the kind of product I use for someone who doesn't like concealer I don't know anyone who doesn't by the way who just wants something light and fresh but it's never strong enough for me I find I've always got to put something else on top um you know they just need more coverage I just don't think they're enough they're for that person that doesn't like to wear makeup Maybe just want something under their eye. Maybe they don't wear foundation because they are sheer enough; they're not that detectable. So maybe that's a nice place where they can be.
0: And um, what about the role of mascara in like bright lifting? And you know, I've seen people wear mascara and it's aged them. Um, and yeah, again, yeah. It's, mascara seems to go through fashionable kind of roller coaster where yeah, you know, it's really fashionable to have thick. Um, you know, mm. individuated lashes, then it becomes fashionable to have no lashes, then it becomes fashionable to have, um, mm. you know, elongated, fluttery lashes. What is the yep. most youthful v- way okay. to to bring, um, you know, uh, framing
1: to the eye? I think one thing you've said there that's really important too, the one thing I don't like using in makeup is on trend-based because I, I'll give you an example, Angelina Jolie. I know her makeup artist. She has three looks, mainly two her whole career. It's never changed. The other one is um, Helen Merrin and the other one is Jane Fonda. And what I love about the women, that they find what makes them look most beautiful and just stick with that. Now, when it comes to lashes, the problem is with there's more problems in having too many than not having enough. And the reason, and I'm talking like too many lash extensions, too many false lashes, the problems that you get is the thicker you go with the lash can work, but it's not great if you're in an outdoor function during the day between 10 and 2. I say this to brides all the time. You are not allowed to wear thick, heavy lashes on your top lad If you're going outside, anyone going outside to a function, unless those top lashes have gaps and lots of space in between the hairs, you end up with two umbrellas on top of your eyes and you create the darkest shadows under your eye possible. The only way you can photograph yourself is if you took your head so far back to stop the shadows. They are not, they are aging, they're not anti aging. The other thing with lashes, I say this to all my makeup students. The uh, lashes only count are the ones that you see that sit up through your lid. So, what I mean by that, do your mascara, curl your lashes. But think of any, the way that you do your makeup now. I want you to get your iPhone, look straight ahead, and take a photo, and then zoom in and have a look how many lashes do you actually see? Because what's important, and I'll pull j-lo up for this i know kim kardashian has too has too many but why that trend was so big is in every photo you saw every single lash the ones from the inner corner of the eye to the outside of the eyes the the first thing you need to do to make lashes look beautiful is to see them because a lot of these thickening mascaras if you've got short straight camel lashes You don't see anything in a photo. You end up with just this shadow over your eye. So you have to curl your lashes, put mascara on, and it's really important. You see every single lash. So I think what's most beautiful is having mascara that's gentle, that's not thickening, it's a little bit more lengthening. Tube mascaras will change your life because you get no bleeding under your eye. But it's about having seeing them through the lid because it doesn't matter how thick, how long, How many falsies you wear? When they get too long, they drop. And in a photo, you're lucky to see one hair. So it's really, so I think the best thing to do is get a really good eyelash curl, maybe get them tinted and get a really good eyelash curler. Lash perming has come a long way. I think there's some really gentle people who do it, there's some real gentle people in um, eyelash extensions. I sleep on my stomach, so they're actually uncomfortable for me. But I think less is best, lift is best. And then if you have an outer eye that is dropping a little bit, maybe putting it, you can put a subtle couple of little baby extensions or stick on ones, but they have to always curl up into the lid. That's really important.
0: I'm going to go back to what we were talking about, which was, um, you know, uh, the hood and the the um, brow bone. Um, again, as we age, it's one of the areas that we always want to trick up, whether it be with injectables or uh, eventually surgery. What are the things that we can do on our upper lid and with our brows yep. to give okay. that lift and open up that area as as it starts to
1: fall? Okay, so when we age, what happens is our eyelids start to hang and we lose that eyelid space. You're already lucky. Um, Baja, because i can still see lots of eyes on you so one curling your eyelashes will give you lift two not adding shimmer on that brow bone because it actually makes it bigger and it makes your eyes look more sunken thing is straightening your brow very similar to what you have done Baja. one thing that we do that you taught me that you eye- taught me that i used to do it differently yeah don't arch no, I know. Look at <laughs> and again if you don't I always say to me if you don't believe me pull yourself pull your hair back in a really tight ponytail and watch what happens to your brows it's actually straighten Um, So try not to arch your brow too much. It actually makes that eyelid, that eyebrow bone more predominant. Um, If you've got deep set eyes, you don't want to darken in that socket anymore. You've got to stop. You already naturally have that darkened socket. Don't darken it. Um, And just you can use like soft, lighter eyeshadows on your eyes. A little bit of shimmer does work in the centre of the eyelid because it's not where the eye wrinkles. But a really good thing to do is move away from shimmer take away the shimmer off the eyebrow but start working with more matte colors on the outer third of the eye and lifting up that area because it's that outer eye that's what where we get the most drag our eyebrow drops we're going to lift our eyebrows a little bit if we can take away the shimmer and just doing those beautiful little outer i call that the outer third eye makeup where you're just working on the top eyelid and you're just lifting upwards and try to do your eye makeup Try and play with your shape looking straight ahead because when we get older, that brow gets heavy and we tend to lift up the eyebrow and put eyeshadow underneath, which you're not going to see. So it's about creating these nice little, I call them that three-quarter smudgy little eyeliner, clear patch of shapes on the outer edge. That's a great way to lift and, and curling those eyelashes on the outer edges especially. What do you? Another th- really great tip too. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Oh, another really great tip is um, is to getting a, a, a matte color, like a color that would match um, whatever your skin tone is, whatever color would match your contour shade. So like for, I'll just pull out a color. I'm quite pale and there's a color by Trini called Serena. It's a great like contour shade. But if I get an eyeshadow that matches that same color, they work really well as anti-aging eyeshadows. And a really great trick especially for heavy eyelids, is to look straight ahead in the mirror and use a pointed eye brush. And instead of putting it in where our sockets are naturally getting deeper and heavier, which will only push your eyes in more, is look straight ahead and create a socket slightly up onto that heavy eyelid area. Oh, wow. Because what that will do, yeah, what it does, it pushes that puffiness back and it gives us this illusion of more eyelid space. And one other tip, if you're doing eyeliner, you've got to do it really thin on that whole eyelid. Line because if you go too thick, you actually lose eyelid space. So, do you do it on the line or on the tight line inside? Depend inside if you've got quite a big eye, if you've got a smaller eye, no. But I've made a brush that makes this foolproof. It's a lash, it's a square liner brush. It looks crazy. Most people haven't seen this before, but a, a square lash liner brush is foolproof, especially one I can't see doing makeup without glasses. But using like a gel liner, what gel eyeliners are my favorite and all you need to do is you just push it into the eyelash line just push it push it push it and what you end up the stamping technique you just go and stamp 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 and then you end up with this perfect eyeliner that is easy to create and would you use a black or a brown is there is there a a more flattering shade from it yeah I I think Sorry, I'm interrupting. Sorry to jump into you there. These are going a little bit flat too. I hope this noise doesn't cut out. Um, A great colour that, look, if you know you suit black, go for black. And I think if you're going to go black, go really black. Um, Inglot have a great one. Um, Number 77 is one of the blackest gels I've ever seen it's incredible the great thing with gels they give you blending time but when they dry they're waterproof but I also think chocolate brown chocolate brown and for me I'm really cool toned. so I'm someone that prefers silver jewelry over gold um, so if I'm going to pick a brown it's going to be more of a cool brown not a rusty brown or a great color for cooler skin tones. so you think do I like silver over gold grays dark grays are a great color to use as well
0: and finally, I, I could speak to you forever, and I know everyone is dying to find out all your tips. We will come back to you. I, I feel like there's. We'll do so many, <laughs> We will do many parts. But um, what about the brows? Are there anything we can do with makeup that will mimic a yep. brow lift? Is Is there a color that yep. we should, you know, consider tinting our brows, or is there a way of okay. shaping them?
1: I'll tell you a really great trick. I've got really sparse brows, menopause, IVFs. I've got so many patches. Um, The best thing that has saved my life are these brow mascaras. This is a benefit one. I know Hourglass, there's so many, Hourglass have a great one. And I've got greys, and my brows are quite thin now, and I find with these mascaras, I rub it into the skin. It actually fills in the gaps. It it covers the greys. It lifts them, and it sets like a hairspray. I wish I should have actually... um, well, that Take looks good. Water. I can it's really
0: see that.
1: It's so good. I wish I could, Um, I should even send you a little, f- before. I might do a before and after and send you what it looks like. So brow mascaras cover the grey. They definitely thicken them. Um, finding a really, look, if you've got a little bit of hair, a brow artist is, even if you go to them once, that will change your life. I mean, in Sydney, jazz pampling is my absolute go-to. Um, another great trick too is getting a really sharp, precise, angle eyebrow brush this is my number 16 with a gel brow They're from mecca and, and online just, right yeah just all on my website i've got some great little tutorials um on my oh, YouTube, i'll put a link on my instagram because yeah, yes, i think visuals do help and just doing nice little strokes but look a really great tip when you're looking at your brows um just check they're not coming too low and giving that angry face towards your nose so a great trick if you've got enough hair in this which a lot of us do because we did overpluck our brows in the 70s and 80s which tends to mean that we've got a bit of like a ted, tad, tadpole shape big <laughs> and then thin on the ends so if you've got enough hair a great trick is I get tweezers And I just try and take out a line underneath the bottom hairs. I know it's a bit hard if you're listening and not having a visual on it, but basically what you want to do is stop any triangular or brows that come down towards the nose because that's how we age. The brows drop here. You want to give yourself a lift. And how you do that is you just pluck a little fine straight line underneath and it just lifts. It just opens up the whole eye. It's a really great trick. But and brown what, mascaras will change your life.
0: And what is your uh, view on darkening or lightening brows? Because I, there's a lot of kind of conversation around, oh, when you lighten your brows, it makes you look younger. If you darken your brows, it, uh, you know, you yeah. stronger. What look, do you it, think?
1: It all depends on your eye colour, your skin tone, your hair colour. That's why brown mascaras are great to play with. You can buy them and they can lighten your brows and darken. It's just a temporary fix. Mm. So it's something, look, I do look at sometimes, Women, when they're going grayer and they've got really dark eyebrows, light them can definitely happen, but the great thing, you can do them just with mascaras, so it's a great thing, you can actually do a test, and you know what I always say, when you're trying a new look, take lots of selfies, it's a really great way to see if you like it or you don't like it. Um, Look, I do find if in doubt, go lighter, um it's definitely a great trick and look if you've got that brow read, is that bit of a tadpole really thick and dark in the middle and light on the out like thin on the ends getting a light mascara and just do it painting the middle dark section is a nice way to balance um but they're great they're temperate and if you really like it and you go to a really good salon and a really good colorist you can get them to color your brows to match your hair at the same time
0: Oh God, there's such good tips. Do you like um, tattooing and feathering? No. Are like you a fan? No.
1: I wish. I Look, I wish. I'm seeing too many, to be honest, too many scarring and too many. I, I, I mean, the plastic surgeon said it's one of the biggest thing they see an increase of why people come to cosmetic doctors is to have them removed. Look, I think for every bad, there are good ones out there, but I see one good for every thousand bad. And the problem to this, there's so much scarring and a lot of the imagery that we're seeing is when people do it for the first time. And those photos you are seeing within a week of them tattooing, I see a lot of those people three to six months later. I'm seeing fading to pink salmon brows. I'm seeing touch-ups. You can never get those lines the same time. Look, there's a couple of, um, I won't mention names yet because I'm going to go and investigate. Because one thing I'm going to try and do is do some tattoo brow Hair strands where I'm thinning in my hairline. Wow. So I'm going to test it. So, look, I do believe we are going to get better. And look, I would do mine tomorrow. I think when I saw it, I'm like, I'm there. I've got my hands up. Mm -hmm. And I have seen a couple of good results, but I'm seeing too many not so great. And I think that comes down to training. I'm not comfortable with the amount of training required. Plus, you are cutting a skin and every brow, like it's on a rounded surface. So you are hitting skin i think you and i the great thing about us we have great personal contacts a lot of cosmetic we plastic do. surgeons and i just listen to them first i go what and do that's you think what and yeah the
0: idea of agelessness yeah. is, is to really bring the best of the best together and yeah and to give the the information truth. <laughs> yes. tell, the, yeah, tell the truth the best of the best i love speaking to you you've given us so many amazing tips for the eye area it is the most requested area of the face to fix, and you know, even from your twenties, you start seeing the aging there first. So um, yeah. I think the tips that you've given can carry us all through. And I just can't wait to actually put some of those. I'm actually going to go um, get my eyelash colors out. I haven't used them for ages.
1: I know, get one. They're really good. I've
0: got them. I never used them, so I'm going to use them. change
1: your life. You you know what you'll find crazy. You actually you'll see more light because a lot of people walk. I actually curled people's lashes, and I I did some famous gentleman in Sydney and I swear in front of me he picked up his phone rang his wife and said you know that optometrist appointment cancel it my problem's been my eyelashes the whole time no yes like Lebanese really dark heavy lashes that sit like that over his eyes he's had like this shield I curled them he said oh my goodness I can see so seriously it can change your life
0: I'm gonna try that first that's before I do a bluff I'll do I'll curl my lashes Please do. <laughs> thank you so much. Mwah. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So good. See what a pleasure. You. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Baha Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind-the-scenes video, real people reviews, and extended interviews with experts. I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook, and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters, all for free.